Hey, welcome to the As You Are podcast. I don't want to overhype this, but this is literally my favorite interview that we have ever done. This was so helpful. So today we're kicking off a brand new series called Let's Talk About It. We're going to hit some subjects that we as women just don't talk as openly about as I think we should. And we got to interview Brooks Vaughn about all things health and hormones. This is part one. So we are back with the As You Are podcast, and we're so excited about today because we're interviewing somebody so amazing who has so many helpful things to share with us today about everything from health to hormones, and I'm super excited that she agreed to come on the podcast. So Anna and I are here with Brooks Vaughn, and we're just so excited to hear from you. Will you just sort of introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. Thank you all so much much for having me. I just love what y'all do and I'm excited to be a part today. I am Brooks Vaughn. I'm a women's health nurse practitioner um, and I live in at well right outside of Athens in Watkinsville with my husband and we have a one and a half year old little girl named Walker Ann Um, and then (laughs) I'm expecting a little boy due in January. Oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I'm finally starting to feel a little better. (laughs) Um, And we have a golden retriever named Riggins. So anyway, a little bit about life. Um, And I'm the founder of um, a, I call it a whole health clinic and a platform that just exists to educate and encourage and equip women. Um, My tagline is to be healthy, whole, and holy. Um, and so my clinic, we see patients in, in the Athens Watkinsville area, um, and, and virtually as well. And we focus, I focus primarily on, um, whole health and hormones and just diving a lot deeper than what you might get at a typical, in a typical 15 to 20 minute doctor's visit. Um, and really like to look at women, you know, from a holistic perspective, look at, you know, our physical health is so intertwined with our mental and emotional and spiritual and relational health. So I kind of like to offer all aspects um, when it comes to health care. So, yeah, that's a little bit about what we do. That's amazing. Right, so when did you when did you start? Um, when yeah, when did you all open? So it's it's kind of a long, it's been a long journey when, so my husband and I moved here um, from Charlotte, North Carolina. We moved back to Athens. Um, We went to UGA and met here and always wanted to be back here. We moved back in um, 2019, right before COVID hit. And then the world shut down and I was working um, part-time at a clinic here and opened the women's health company virtually as a way to like see patients online. Um, And then ended up kind of taking a step back from that um, to work full-time at a clinic here in Athens, just kind of did the Instagram part and um, used the women's health company as sort of as like an educational platform And my dream was always to actually open an in-person clinic. Um, And I just opened in July. So we're still very fresh with seeing patients in person um, through the Women's Health Company. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I will say that if anybody doesn't follow her on Instagram, I had so much fun. I spent like over an hour just like scrolling through (laughs) your page, like digging through all your stuff. It's so good. 
Well, thank you. It's just a lot of little nuggets, like a lot of random nuggets about hormones and nutrition and health and Jesus and motherhood and friendships. Amazing. (laughs) And I think it is so helpful. Like hormones is not something that doctors typically talk about. Like if going to see just like a general doctor, at least a doctor has never talked to me about that. And I know, I feel like it's becoming more a more prominent conversation. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older and like, that's now my algorithm on Instagram, but mm-hmm. um, we would love to know, like, what are a few things that you feel every girl should know about hormones? Not necessarily like, I think sometimes hormones just get like lumped into this pregnancy conversation, but they're, they're so important for our health as women. And so yeah. what would you say are some things to know, ways that they show up in our daily life, how they affect our mental or physical um, symptoms, that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I think the good thing over the past few years that has happened in the world of hormones is they've just gotten a lot more press with social yeah. media, you know, and um, and we know and um, science is just continually proving that hormones really control like almost every aspect of our bodies. Um, they are chemical messengers that travel throughout our bloodstream and they communicate something to a cell and they basically tell that cell what to do. And so, you know, when we think about hormones as women, a lot of times we just think about, you know, fertility, pregnancy, periods. Um, But I always like to kind of educate my my patients when I see them of, you know, on a high level, our hormones start with our brain, our brain. We have a part of our brain called our hypothalamus that then communicates to our pituitary gland, which Mm -hmm. then sends chemical messengers or hormones to our thyroid, um, which controls so much of our metabolism, our mood, our GI health, um, our immune system, our pituitary gland also sends chemical messengers to our pancreas, which can helps control our blood sugar, which is hormonal. Um, it also sends signals to our adrenal glands, which controls our stress hormone, which is cortisol, and also a hormone that's a precursor to estrogen and progesterone. Um, called DHEA. And then it also sends signals to our ovaries to produce estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And so if we were to look at like a graph of a body or a a diagram of a a woman's body, we would almost see like all of these interconnections from the brain to the thyroid, to the pain, like all over our body, it's all connected. And so that's where I really like to draw the connection a lot for women. And especially in college, you know, I think what I, what I'm seeing now more than ever in college students, the college students that I see is they're really taking more responsibility and ownership and recognizing and paying attention to their body way more than at least I was when I was in college, you know, I would go six months without a period and not think twice about it, but they are actually, you know, recognizing those things. And I think when you have an understanding of those connections of, okay, this isn't just my period going away for six months. This also could mean that there's something else going on underlying, or this also may affect other systems in my body, like my immune system, 
my GI health, my brain health, my mental health, my bone health, you know. So that's kind of a high level. I just really want women to understand that hormones are not just fertility. They are every aspect of our bodies. Um, They play a role. And so when we, you know, take care of our bodies and we um, work to support our hormones, then a lot of times we can see a lot of other things heal and feel better. The other thing I would say is, aside from just understanding that there is a connection, I think not discounting what's really going on. Like I think, especially in college, we're busy and we brush things off and we, um, or we have been brushed off. I've had several college women I've seen in the office who have come in. I had one the other day who came in and she just basically kind of was in tears and she was like, I saw my doctor and doctors are amazing, but a lot of times the training is just not in hormone health. And so um, she said, I saw my, my doctor and I just told him that I felt like I had a hormonal imbalance. And he basically asked me if I had heard that term on TikTok because it wasn't real. And made me feel silly, you know, and I, and she was like, and so I just basically brushed it off for six months and I really feel like something is off, you know, and there was, there truly was, we found what was going on. So I would say just not discounting what's going on with your body and really diving deeper sooner rather than later so that things don't progress to making it harder to heal down the road. Yeah, I have Oh my gosh, I have so many questions. My brain is like swirling because I have a lot of these issues that I definitely have talked to other girls about as well. So I know that there are several girls that I know of that have PCOS, that have thyroid disorders. Everybody's dealing with anxiety and stress. So I definitely want to get there. But before we do, do you have a few simple, practical hormone balancing, like, habits that we can do practically day to day? Yeah, I think every, I mean, when we're treating specific things that can vary from person to person, but I think on a high level for women, some of the main things that we can do from day to day to balance our hormones is number one, eat enough. That's one of the biggest uh, uh, you know, obviously not overeat, but having a healthy relationship with our food and and eating in nourishing um, calories that are rich in protein and fiber and healthy fats. We actually need healthy fats and protein and um, um, fiber to help our body actually make hormones. And so nourishing our bodies is probably the number one thing that I would say. Um, And that may look different from person to person, but, you know, making sure that you are listening to your body, listening to your hunger needs and eating a well-balanced diet. That doesn't mean that, you know, I remember when I was in college, I, I lost my period and I was not eating. I had a I would say, looking back, nobody ever said this to me, but I would say it was probably an eating disorder. It was, I was orthorexia because I would only eat healthy foods and would not eat. But I remember a doctor just telling me, hey, honey, you just need to eat a cheeseburger and your period will come back. And it made me not want to do that. It just made me feel like I wasn't heard. And I always tell, you know, my patients, eating healthy doesn't, eating 
enough calories doesn't mean that, yes, you can enjoy a cheeseburger. Yes, you can enjoy a, a Chick-fil-A milkshake, but you also, you know, can nourish your body in ways that you enjoy and that you feel good about and that are going to support your hormones that aren't going to make you feel like you're going from one end of the extreme to the other. So anyway, calorie, a healthy diet, obviously nourishing our bodies with healthy foods, um, supporting our circadian rhythms, which is the toughest thing in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, what I mean is there, there's a lot of data now that shows that our sleep cycles and our sleep habits really impact our brain and our body secretion of hormones. And so trying our best, and this is probably the hardest when you are in college and you're not on a consistent schedule, but trying our best to go to sleep around the same time every day and wake up at the same time every day. Um, it just gets your body on a rhythm and it, it really helps with hormone balance and with, um, just our energy levels in general. But I I would say those two things. Um, the third would be, I'm a big proponent of filling in gaps in our diet with supplementation. Um, just because the more I see, the more blood work that I do, the more deficiencies I see. Um, and I just think obviously I used to be a huge advocate of get everything you need in your diet, but that's really hard. Um, it really is. And especially even when you're eating really healthy foods, it's so stressful to try to figure out, okay, how am I getting my omega-3s and my fiber. And and so I love just a general tip that I recommend to most women is to take a, a prenatal or a multivitamin just to fill in those gaps um, in our diets. And then the fourth would be to move our bodies, you know, and, and, and that's finding a a rhythm and a routine that's not overstressing. And that's where I kind of look at, you know, a woman's body type, her lifestyle, her um, hormone levels and and blood work and things like that. And we determine is, you know, is in high intensity work exercise the best thing or should we lay off of that for a little bit while we balance hormones? But in general, um, you know, weight training, walking, yoga, Pilates, any kind of resistance training is one of the best things to help. Um, And exercise in general is one of the best things to just help nurture help support your body um, and can help balance hormones as well. But that's where I work with people one-on-one to try to figure out the best methods of exercise mm-hmm. based on what's going on. That's so cool. It's so helpful too. We're to, so like, lucky to have you. I know. <laughs> oh gosh, I no, sleep, but. no, really. It's so helpful to hear that. And like, I don't know, just thinking specifically like thinking about food and like eating enough. I know that is like something for me that I struggle with and like college girls like if you're listening to this hear that like I hope that you hear that that like eating enough and nourishing your body is taking care of your body like I don't I think that that's just so important to remember and I don't know all those things are like oh my gosh this is so helpful and so practical too like it feels manageable I think sometimes when you hear the word hormone it almost sounds like this like boogeyman in the closet of like how I don't I don't know what I do about that but like all those things that are so practical and helpful yep and they do I mean those are things too those are high level things that every woman can do that's 
easy and sustainable, you know, and um, can make such a difference in how we feel. Yeah. Um, hearing you talk through all those different things to do to help support our hormones also feels like just our body, like taking care of our bodies is so important. How do you recommend finding a comfortable and peaceful way for girls to live in their own skin? Um, even just like from a mental perspective, from a physical perspective, what advice would you give to a girl who might be struggling with body image specifically? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're speaking directly to my, my heart too. I mean, this is something, especially when I was in college that I struggled with 100%. And I think it's something that women in general, I mean, I'm see, I see women of all ages and we are not immune to it. The older that we get, y'all know that. Um, but I think that, and I will say just kind of one of the things that I have learned in my own journey is, you know, for me, my, um, the closer that I grew to the Lord in high school and in college, the more I wanted to honor him with my body and like take care of it. And that's when I think the enemy found a little bit of a foothold, in my life when, you know, something that I think the Lord intended for good, you know, it ultimately was for my good Looking through that journey of healing from that abnormal mindset on my body image. But, but I think what the Lord intended for good, the enemy tried to use for my destruction, basically. And I see that a lot in Christian women, especially, I think that the enemy that's just one little area of our lives that he can really get in and speak lies to us about is our body image. And for me, one of the things that really was like a turnkey, okay, this is a different perspective and a shift in how I viewed my body was when I really started to dive into, um, in Matthew sixteen twenty four. Jesus tells the disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And, you know, I think a lot of times that denial, we think of like self-deprecation, right? Like, you know, don't feed your body. Don't like just deny yourself, deny yourself. And I really dove into that. And I think, and there was, there are a couple of translations that basically, instead of deny the word um, used is to disown. And basically what that means is to take ourselves off of the, out of the, out of the owner's seat and the driver's seat and to say, Hey, I'm actually not the owner of my body. Um, in first Corinthians six, the Bible says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy spirit who is in you? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And so those two verses, when I really dove into those and I realized, okay, you know what? Like, I am not the owner of my body. The Lord is. He made me. He created me in my mother's womb. He knew me before I was born. He knit me together. Um, and when I take care of my body, I'm actually honoring him as the owner of my body. And that doesn't mean that I become obsessive over it. That doesn't mean that I um, deprecate. It means that, you know, say I was to borrow my friend's car, my car, you know, say it's broken and I need to take my friend's car to class or wherever um, or borrow it for a while. I'm going to take really good care of that car because I'm not the owner of that car. And 
you know, I, I was telling somebody this the other day, a lot of us would even go to the extreme of like filling it up with gas or not even an extreme, but just we would fill it up with gas. We would probably maybe clean it. We would just out of gratitude for our friend letting us borrow their car. We would take care of it. And in, and in doing that, we're honoring the owner of that car. And I just feel that way with our bodies. I think when we take a, a when we shift our mindset to, you know what, like my body and my life are not my own. The Lord created me. He bought me with a price. He, when I am his, he is Lord over my life. He owns my life. And so when I take time and intention to take care of my body and also to honor my body by seeing myself in a light that is the way that he views me, and I'm actually honoring him. I think so often as Christian women, a lot of times we can just kind of self-deprecate and and we can look at ourselves and see all the flaws and see all the things that we, you know, are missing out on or see all the ways that we're falling short with our bodies and our lives. And when we're believers, we can willingly accept compliments. We can willingly take care of our bodies and know that, hey, when we're doing those things, we're actually honoring the Lord. So I would say a mindset shift was probably one of my first places to start. Um, And then also, I think your next question, your main question was, yeah, from a mental and physical health perspective, how can we do that? And I would say, you know, when, and this was back to college, this is something that I found to be so helpful was finding friends who were following and seeking the Lord, just like you guys have with, with your community of girl, of women that are meeting together, finding friends that, just a few, one or two that could really speak truth into me when I wasn't able to do that for myself and support me and also see kind of have front row access into my flaws and see when I was kind of like going back in in the wrong direction and giving them the freedom. I had two friends that I, I actually called out and was like, I give you the freedom to actually speak truth to me and tell me when you see me you know, speaking lies over myself or not taking care of my body. I want you to actually hold me accountable. I think that has played a huge role in my life over the years is just having friends who are my accountability partners who can speak life into me. And I will say this, I think the healthier that we get, because yes, hormones, nutrient deficiencies, um, you know, thyroid issues, all of those things do play a role in our mental health and our emotional health and our stress levels and our, you know, and so I do think that the healthier that we get physically and spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you're on a journey and you're on a path. So the healthier we become on that path, the more our mindset will shift over time and we'll look back one day and be like, wow, I'm a very different person than I was five years ago, 10 years ago. All right, that's why we're leaving off this week. You do not want to miss next week because I'm telling you, this conversation just gets better and better. Brooks is so amazing, and I'm so grateful for her coming on the podcast and helping us out. So we're going to be posting some graphics with all this information, but come back next week for more.